That was so funny. The ghost of Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, what is happening? Oh my god, what's going on? Oh my god. <laughs> this is so weird, I know. <laughs> And I'm your other host, Sadie. And this is our podcast. This is, in fact, our podcast. I don't know whether I hate that intro or not. Well, we've stuck to it by now, so... Yeah, it's our thing. <laughs> we'll, 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 you know, eventually we'll switch up some stuff. But I, for we'll now... We... I don't know. <laughs> if we ever come round to it. <laughs> don't promise anything, Ollie, because I... then if we don't deliver, then it's disappointing our, our wondrous fans. True, but I think that, you know, there's always space for improvement. You know, we're always asking, you know, what, what, what would you do? If you were hosting the podcast. Yeah, what would you what, do if you were hosting the podcast? I, I'll, I'll take any suggestions. But for now, you know what? I'm happy with it because I can't think of anything better and I can't be bothered to think of anything better. So yeah, valid. I'm happy with it. How has your week been? It's been, it's been fine. I'm trying to think what I've done. I don't think I've done anything. Yeah, just work. I need a boring life. A really boring life. Well, to be fair, you know, it's not the most, like... It's 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 a period of time. It's, it's January. January. <laughs> it's cold as usual. It's not actually that cold though. It's gotten better. It used to be. Week. It used to be nippy, and now it's fine. It was not at one point. When it I was say, freezing. Yeah. Well, I know Ollie because the heating wasn't working in my room. No, exactly. Um. Yeah. What have I done in the last week? Let me look at my calendar. I met some friends. Um. Oh, I tell you what I did do. I went to the National Archives. Okay. Which is really fun. I'm going to pretend I haven't already heard this. (laughs) I got to see some really old pieces of paper, Mm -hmm. which is really exciting. And get this, my wonderful fans. They're just going to be so excited to hear this. I don't know. Say this. No, that's terrible. Um, I... Got, got to order a document to the reading room and I ordered this map of the yeah. 1768 Treaty of Fort Stanwix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see it had been taken out of book, so I was able to find on the database which book it had been taken out of mm-hmm. and order it. And it was like a, it was a binding together of a bunch of correspondence mm-hmm. to do with that treaty. Um, and a lot of it was written by Sir William Johnson, who was mm-hmm. the superintendent for Indian Affairs. Uh. Um for the British in colonial North America, which, you know, was very interesting to read. And then I was like flicking through and I was like, oh my God, what's on this page? And I like folded it out and it was the actual 1768 treaty (gasps) with the original seals on and the signatures from uh, the Haudenosaunee Confederacy. So that was very interesting. Um, And if anybody sat through me talking through all of that, then I, I'm both grateful and incredibly apologetic. Well, you know, we're always learning something new on this yeah. podcast. Yeah, I will at one point bring a treaty for you to read. It I might actually great. take you to the National Archives. I did think of that. It would be a pretty fun episode. It would be pretty fun. Um, we could, we could like do a. I've been uh, watching recently, not watching, but hearing about recently of these things people call plogs. Plogs. 
plugs where they like it's basically like a vlog but it's a podcast <laughs> so they're like basically it's been pioneered you're gonna laugh at this it's been pioneered by the tripod which okay. is the try guys podcast where um they'll just take a mic with them and they'll be like plug at zach's house yeah. uh, or like plug when we drive through like um i don't know and it, is it just like recorded on an iphone no they have like mics oh but they, they have just like, do they it just in, have a, little... in a car or something yeah okay interesting and so it's like sending uh, like an audio message to your friend, but to the world. Yeah, I think it's really fun. I it's think it's actually a great cute. idea. You know, we could do, you know, uh, maybe at some point we could do like mini episodes. You know, like n- not to steal, you know, like I-, I-, I know that other podcasts do this too, mm-hmm. where they have like smaller contained Footnotes. episodes. Footnotes, <laughs> one might say. Um, and yeah, they, there's a lot. I think it's an interesting idea you could do it for like smaller little topics yeah we, we want to talk about um but before we do that we need to start getting some fucking guests <laughs> yeah well, that um, will happen at some point um, um now we're 10 episodes in happy 10 episode anniversary by the way as yeah, of exactly. last week yeah Quite we're exciting. on 11 now so we're into the double digits yeah yeah um how was your week though ollie yeah um it was pretty good um well actually i lie it wasn't uh, it was no. it was a very stressful week. Yeah, for me. well, you've been dealing with applications. Yeah, a lot of a lot of soul searching going on this week. Um, but I did want to touch on something that I uh, just to like completely ignore this week. Last week, I forgot to mention that the Oscar nominations happened. Oh, of course! Which, I can't believe we did talk about exactly, that. which I sat down for and watched live because mm-hmm. I'm one of those crazy people. And um, I I'll give my quick thoughts. I thought it was all right. Um, I think. Uh, there's been a lot of conversations around certain things mm. to do with like what what is a snub and what isn't a snub. But regardless of all of that, I think it's a very solid best picture lineup. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really good ones. Currently rooting for the holdovers, which we both absolutely loved. But actually, after next week's episode, so we won't be able to talk about it next week. Yeah. But we are going to see poor things. Yeah. Which I feel like for both of us. Yeah. It's going to be a challenge to the holdovers, but it's we'll a strong. See. It's a strong challenge. This this year reminds me a lot of, and I, I think I say this quite often, but like it reminds me a lot of that year with Jojo Rabbit and then Parasite and then like there were there were a bunch 20, of films that I 2019 I think oh, it was yeah yeah I think every time I watched a movie that year that was like in contention I kept on being like this is my favorite and now mm. this is my favorite and now this is my favorite so it was it was. Oppenheimer, then it was past lives. Yeah. Now it's the holdovers. But now I think it will reign <laughs> as my top choice, unless mm-hmm. Poor Things is even better, which it could be. Um, but we're, I'm also going to watch um, The Zone of Interest maybe this week, so we'll see. see. We'll see. But um, but I'm very excited about that. And also, you know, as an animation head, I also thought this a- a- animation category was pretty good. You need to watch Nimona. I haven't seen Nimona yet. Nimona might. Um, Nimona I enjoyed, but I don't think it will be out like into the Spider Verse or across, yeah, across, or, the, across Spider-verse. the Spider Verse. But yeah, no, I, it won't win. Across Spider Verse will win. Yeah, but um, it's a pretty solid group, mm-hmm. except for Elemental, which I will argue is actually not very good. Have but, you seen it? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't enjoy it. Okay. As a Pixar fan, I didn't enjoy it. Oh. I also defend modern Pixar, but this is a whole other conversation. Anyway. Shall we move on to our question this week? Yeah, we had a question for our lovely four from our lovely listener Chloe, mm-hmm. and the question was, "What do we think the cutest animal in Avatar is?" 
This is a great question. I love it, and we love Chloe. Um, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's very so difficult tough. for me to pick. If I'm going with my, oh no, you go first. Oh no, I was just gonna say because the three things that immediately come to mind for me are Appa, of mm-hmm. course, Momo, and the turtle ducks. Right. Because they're adorable. They are very cute. But um, I don't know how I'd pick. And it's so tough as well because Appa and Momo are like main characters. The thing is, it's a tough decision, but if I really had to go with my gut without thinking, I've got to go with Appa. Yeah, that's what I thought you'd say. Appa's my energy, <laughs> like, all the time. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love that, that flying bison. We are currently in the middle of season two, and I'm in my Appa distress feelings because oh, some stuff's going down. Yeah, yeah, don't. Cause, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think I might actually have to go with the turtle dogs just because they're really cute. Even if Zuko throws bread at them. Horrible. Yeah. Terrible. What a troubled young man. What a troubled young man. (laughs) But yeah, um, thank you for the question, Chloe. Yes, and as always, everybody should send in their questions. Mm -hmm. If I remember, I usually put up a little Instagram thing beforehand, before we record. But also, you can email us, you can send us a message on Instagram. And it doesn't necessarily, obviously we love it when it's like related to a topic, but it doesn't have to be based on that topic. It can be a suggestion for yeah. an episode. It could really be anything. Basically, we just it's just like a space to like engage with like yeah. people who listen. Yeah, we want to talk to you guys. We want to hear how you're doing. If you want to email us and just tell us how your day's been, that's so fine. Do yeah, it. Go exactly. ahead. We'd Go love ahead. to hear. We can give advice. Oh, that would be fun, actually. Like a little advice column section? Yeah. Um, I think you'll hate this Sadie and Ollie try I think you'll hate our advice. (laughs) Yeah. I think my grandma was an Agni aunt. Yeah. So I feel like it would be continuing some sort of family tradition. Maybe I've got a real skill for it. I I think we'd nail it. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, okay. Um, I guess it's time to move on to our main topic. So, as I said last week, Mm -hmm. we haven't done a music-based topic yet. And I think this is a very specific reason because we have a lot of... We talked about this. We have a lot of overlap with our Yeah, it would be very difficult to introduce something to you that you haven't listened to mm-hmm. or you... I mean, I think it's pr- pretty easy for you to introduce something to me. But then, yet again, I mean, listening to the album this week, mm-hmm. it's not like I've not heard it before because you've played it. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like completely introducing me to something new. True, but you haven't experienced the whole of it. No. And also, I think, when I was picking what kind of music to talk talk about, I felt it would be a more interesting conversation to, to like, base it around a genre of music that you're not as familiar or, like, into. Yeah. Rather than being like, hey, here's an artist that's you haven't heard of, but is very similar in the vein yeah. of what we... Like, if, I, I'd love to do it some episode, maybe like in the future like an artist like Mitski or something that maybe if not specifically Mitski yeah, I've listened to Mitski. <laughs> but like I'm saying like, as an example yeah someone who maybe you hadn't heard of but is quite similar we could do that at some point but I just felt like for a first one mm-hmm. it would just be a lot of us being like oh my god doesn't this remind you of this thing that we both love <laughs> so like okay so anyway we we picked some well I picked sometimes I might be introvert by Little Sims mm-hmm. which I was my favorite album of um, 2021. I lie when I say that because I hadn't listened to it in 2021, but mm-hmm. it is retroactively my favourite album of 2021. Um, and um, I just think it's a fantastic album overall, but mm-hmm. also just a great choice for anyone who isn't super, like, super into rap, or, like, li- like, if they like 
want to like dip their toes into it i think it's a really good album for that yeah. and i also think it specifically fits into exactly the type of niche of like rap music that i really like yeah um i thought i'd rattle off some general facts Go on. Um, so about Little Sims, she was born in Islington. Was she? Yes. I, I mean, I knew she was from London, but yeah. Islington. Um, to Nigerian parents. Um, she is self-described as a rap and experimental artist, but has also been known to draw from a variety of genres like reggae, blues, synth rock, and R&B, mm-hmm. which I think you can tell some of like, the switch-ups in the, yeah. in the music in yeah. this album, which I think is interesting. Um, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert is the fourth studio album by Little Sims. It was released in 2021. Um, this, <laughs> I felt so dumb for not realising this, mm-hmm. but the title, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert, is a backronym of Simbi, which is her full, part of her full first name. So, uh... sometimes S-I-M-B, yeah, I didn't even fucking pick that at all, <laughs> but I thought that, <laughs> that shocked me. Um, but, interesting. Anyway, speaking on the album, she said... I'm just very to myself and I didn't know how to really navigate that, especially coming in this industry where you're expected to have this extroverted persona all the time. I wanted to just let people know like, yo, I'm actually this way inclined. When it comes to business and my work, I'm not shy at all. I don't hold back with that. I'm very serious and direct, but other stuff um, sometimes I'm different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's obviously an album about like the difference between public persona and like personal persona and like, yeah. art versus fame, which I think is interesting. Um, and uh, this album won the 2022 Mercury Prize. It was named Best Album of 2021 by Exclaim and BBC Radio 6 Music. It was nominated for the Brit Award for Album of the Year, and it's been in like the top 10 and top 50 albums uh, of that year for like The Guardian, Rolling Stone, Pitchfork, mm-hmm. all of the above. Um, I threw in this random fact because I fucking didn't know this, but she was in Venom 2. What? I didn't clock that she was the artist that's in the scene where Venom is in a rave. Damn. But it's funny because we were talking about that issue yesterday because we were talking yeah, about the fucking Madam Dakota Webb. Johnson, Madam <laughs> Webster, which is a whole other conversation <laughs> that I would love to have because oh it's God. so funny don't, to me. Um, but, You've seen her, Little Sims, haven't you, live? Yeah, I was yeah. literally just about to get into that. Um, I'm a big fan, obviously, and I saw her in May. Her stage presence is electric. She was like... yeah. She's so, like, there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and what was so funny about it is I remember the first part of the concert. Like, everyone gave a really good performance who was there. It was, like, a collection of artists. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know anyone other than Sims because she was the headliner. Um, but they, 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 were, they were all pretty good, but I wasn't, like, dancing like a super ton. And there, there wasn't a lot of energy in the crowd, and it was kind of awkward because they were clearly trying to get a lot of energy out of the crowd. But it just wasn't happening. The second that Little Sims came out on stage, everyone went crazy. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, you could also say, you know, most people probably went to go see her. Yeah. But I think it's also because her music just has a certain amount of like energy. It's very to dramatic. It like, yeah. Um, getting into the album specifically, it's a long album. It has nineteen it songs. It is. That's one of the things I realized because we listened to it on your vinyl record. Yeah, because I have a vi- uh, the. I think it's. Like clear vinyl, I can't remember. What yeah, I think it was clear. Yeah. And like we finished side one, side A, and then went to side B, and I was like, oh, it's done. And then you got up, and then you put another one on. I was like, oh, okay, it's it's this long. And then like I was yeah. re-listening to it today. It's a long album, yeah. um, but I don't think it feels too long to me. Personally. No, I mean it's not like it. It doesn't feel bloated. Yeah, that's what I would say. No, exactly. And I think it's. I think a good chunk of that is definitely the way that it switches up genres. Mm-hmm. 
So there's like a lot of different, you know, styles of songs and um, different like mood switches, yeah. which I think keep the album varied and interesting without mm-hmm. like, it's kind of, it's not the same at all in terms of like um, genre or like style, but it reminds me a little bit of um, Scissor's most recent album, which also has a lot of songs that switch up style. Um, and it's also a very long album, but yeah. it doesn't feel long because it doesn't get samey. Yeah, there's a lot in there. Yeah. It's not uh, like um, <laughs> Red Taylor's version. Yeah, which, <laughs> you know, look, I love Red Taylor's version, but it is insanely oh, bloated. So and it's difficult not to be that bloated when it's 30 songs. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, so I thought we'd get into specifically the instrumental aspect, mm-hmm. um, which I think is what keeps the album feeling like cohesive mm-hmm. yeah because you there's like certain motifs that you come back to that i mean i'm not going to know any of the track names i'm really sorry but like it's in the oh, first okay. one um, uh, introvert yeah and yeah. it's the very like dramatic beginning yeah it almost feels it's very i don't know if i call it like movie soundtrack-esque mm. but i'm trying to think of what it compares to it is it's just orchestral it's like well you're in your movie soundtrack i know i'm in, i'm in my really dramatic music like walk around london littling yeah. littling um listening to the little women soundtrack <laughs> kind of um so like i really i really enjoyed it it feels it's like that kind of music that um it almost feels like it could play in like a really dramatic kind of one of those big ep- like film epics mm. like gladiator or something yeah. um where like you see all the people in the crowd and then he like someone steps out and it's yeah. like oh, yeah that like, like that's the kind of vibes mm. the music gave yeah. for me like i i just think this album is produced masterfully oh not it only just, sounds amazing not only does it sound amazing but just like knowing full well that like she doesn't have access to the same kinds of deep pockets of money that like certain artists mm-hmm. have access to it's not she hasn't got taylor swift money behind her or yeah. even like the kind of money that like certain rappers get mm-hmm. and she still is able to sound like do you know, so much better do you know what orchestra it is that she got so, to play i don't know specifically the orchestra i know that she it was produced with a longtime producer of her albums who does and is like a childhood friend mm-hmm. um i could i can't remember the exact name um but i'll look it up in a minute yeah um i just love like it feels like you can hear all the instruments separately because i think sometimes with orchestral music when it's like recorded one of the things that tends to be a problem is it's really difficult to distinguish between all the different sounds going on whereas i feel like with her you can really hear everything that's going on like you get the kind of strings and then you get the horns yeah. coming in yeah and it's so it's so rich with like sound um mm-hmm. and has so much depth to yeah. it it's it's just like even I, that's the thing i guess for me like even if you're not a fan of rap music necessarily like you can mm-hmm. really appreciate the like depth of the sound that she is creating yeah. which i like I really enjoyed. Uh, it's produced by Inflow. I just looked it up. Okay. Um, what I would say about it is, to me, it feels immersive. Yeah. Like, it feels like... Not only is it telling a story, which I mm-hmm. think... Although I think you can have various opinions on it, but I think the interludes help structure it through that story. And, it, mm-hmm. like, it feels like a very um, 
like uh, it's uh, the best way I can describe it is as someone who obviously loves movies and TV shows. To me, it feels like a movie type yeah. story, like where it doesn't feel like a mixtape album, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just not my preferred type of album. Yeah. So I'm definitely Spotify called me out. I'm definitely an album listener. Yeah. Um. So I really enjoy listening to this album from start to finish. Yeah. For me, that's how it works best. Yeah. I I think the way. I would describe it as it when it when you hear that sound it feels like you're stepping into the album and I think the fact that it finishes mm. with that same kind of sound as well yeah. it's like you're stepping then out of the album it's, it's like you said very cohesive very mm-hmm. it's almost like if it sounds like a weird way to say it but it's like it's tied up together with like a little bow yeah it, it's a package it's a piece and I think kind of with the record like the actual vinyl record as well it does feel like a complete a complete work. object of like multimedia Which, work i don't know if this is just a, a part of my personality that just likes things to be closed and um like contained yeah um but i am often drawn to the type of art that it feels like a person has put everything they want to say mm-hmm. or do with it mm-hmm. and it feels closed yeah um, and that doesn't necessarily have to be in one movie or one album or something mm-hmm. but if i feel like they've done it over three albums or three movies or two as long as i feel like there's a complete story yeah. being told there which is part of why sometimes i rub up against things that be like especially in music feel like the album was built around just let's get something out yeah let's, let's do like and that doesn't necessarily mean the album's going to be bad i just don't know if it's always going to be something that super interests me to mm-hmm. the same level mm-hmm. um which no shade well actually shade to a certain rapper who released an album recently who you know who i mean i actually don't nikki oh (laughs) was not cohesive at all and felt like the ultimate example of um like a messy album that doesn't know what it's talking about or what it's like doing beyond the fact that there's a lot of stuff um but anyway we have problems with nikki yeah um i thought we'd then get into the lyrics a little bit more yeah so I'm not going to get into specific specific lyrics because there's just so many. Yeah, it's a very like lyrically rich album. Yeah. You, I think you could spend forever talking about Which specific lines. I will forever be in awe of just like how like some rappers, a lot of rappers, but like especially rappers at like the top of their game are able to like come up with so many incredible like lines of poetry that mm-hmm. rhyme and like that that fit together so well. Like it's so it's such a incredible art form yeah. I don't like it it requires so much um like thought not just about what you're saying but also how exactly it it fits together with everything else you're saying like with the with the flow the like the overall like production of everything yeah. like and I think this album's a perfect example of that where it's like nothing's ever predictable with that but it's like what she's gonna say next no. how things are gonna rhyme exactly like I will never pretend to be an expert on writing rap music but mm. what she's doing seems like she's doing a really good job of just like making it work with both the sound and then what she's going to say next and what she's already said well i think what's interesting about it is and i'm not going to say this as someone who i i like rap music mm-hmm. it's not my favorite genre mm-hmm. um there's a lot that is in my fa- I, I really like Tyler the creator i really like um like a, a lot of artists like little sims yeah but it's never like my main source of like my my main genre that i really get into or also 
as someone who also writes lyrics, someone I could never get into that kind of mind. Uh, my, my kind of lyrical mindset is incredibly different. Yeah. Um, and I think also because I feel like a lot of rap and is is written lyric first, mm-hmm. and a lot of it comes from like having something to say. Yeah. And then finding a way to express it also musically as well, like uh, through like instrument, the mm-hmm. instrumental side of it. Obviously, sometimes I could be completely wrong about that, but that's always been my understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, it comes across even more to me like poetry because yeah. it's just so like it, it works even without the the backing. But in yeah. this case, the backing I think adds so much to mm-hmm. it. Uh, but in terms of like what's actually being done there, there's it's mostly told from you know like the inner voice of of Cindy mm-hmm. and the idea like she's talking about like who who she is and like versus like she puts everything she wants to say into her music, but then her music is what makes her famous. So what what where's that like private line between like yeah. who she actually is and what people want her to be or what um, people expect from her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's interesting because it, some of this. I knew that reading into it, I'd learn a bit more about it, but I didn't know that, like, when things switch up with um, Rolling Stone, which is um, the song where she really is, like, the easily the most upbeat, most energetic yeah. song on the album, she literally introduces herself in that album, essentially, as Little Sims, the persona in mm-hmm. that song, rather mm-hmm. than Cindy, who is singing the rest of the song. Interesting. Um, and I think that's interesting in terms of, like, not only does she discuss the persona the persona is featured in the album mm-hmm. as almost like a separate personality yeah um, well i mean that was one of the things i was going to ask you because i didn't know necessarily but there there is like two voices in the album there's like okay that's a whole other thing <laughs> yeah because um, there's like what feels like to me little sims and then the the posh yeah. lady <laughs> the posh lady um, who's involved in all the interludes yes. is Emma Corrin. Uh-huh. Um, they portrayed um, Princess Diana on the crown. Uh. So they're doing like a version of like princess, not like princess die, but like a princessy type. Yeah. Who's like giving out advice to sit like almost like, I, it, from my interpretation, like, like some sort of like therapist or like some sort of like. Yeah. Cause I was trying to voice. figure out what kind of attitude Lil Sims had towards the voice because it isn't critical. No. Because often what it's saying is like almost quite comforting and quite yeah. nice. Yeah. But then, obviously, I don't know. There's something a little about yeah. the fact it's like some some posh lady who yeah. just thinks that she can say these things. But yeah. well, I think it's interesting because I think it. I I've read a couple reviews about it. Some people are rub up against it. Yeah. And have thought that it like either doesn't fit with the album or that it like drags it out in a way i don't personally agree one i think it's just i really like all of the instrumental um music in those scenes mm-hmm. and i think it's some of the best stuff in the album yeah. when it comes to like the sound la- la- landscape of the whole album um so i'd never trade anything for that first of all and then i also think it adds like um that sort of like fairy tale type thing where it's like yeah but, and again it adds to like the storytelling of it because it feels like this is an interlude and now we're moving into the next chapter and mm-hmm. now we're moving and it adds that through line like I was saying earlier where I feel like this is the story mm-hmm. um, and whether or not like what whatever that voice is supposed to be if it's just because um, Little Sims is friends with Emma Corrin I don't know what it is but either way mm-hmm. I think it's interesting just mm-hmm. to just as a 
um, like from a narrative, like structural structural point, have those in there. Um, so uh, when we, I think we should take probably take a break now. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we'll probably talk about some of the standout songs and you know a few other things. Um, but yeah. Um, See you all in a second. I thought we would. This <laughs> really our seventh attempt trying to do this. Um, I thought we would move on to um, talking about a little bit just before, like, we get into like the specific songs, just like the album cover because I think it's so interesting. Yeah, um, let's do that. Let me get a picture of it up. <laughs> one, I love, like, the colors are just beautiful. The costuming, like yeah, everything. Yeah, I love her so, suit. I, yeah, I would wear oh, that. Yeah, it's gorgeous, and just like the whole. Like the writing at the top, also the back cover, which you like, which is like obviously really visible on the vinyl. Yeah, is so cool with that trench coat and everything, and then the inside with like the the glasses and like it's got a very cool, um, like futuristic kind of look. To it's it. very clean, but also like in clean in that kind of twenty twenty three twenty twenty four maximalist sense. Weirdly, mm. this feels more appropriate for what was on trend now than what was in 2021 yeah because like there's definitely that sense of like color is really popular Mm. now yeah and kind of expressing yourself in like very loud ways but in very clean ways Mm. if that makes sense rather than I, i don't know maybe i'm getting like i'm shrinking my years down what was was maximalism a thing back in 2021 I think so. Yeah. Okay. Never mind my computer there, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it's just like the weirdness of time. Yeah. Also, 2021 was three years ago. Shut up. Just actually shut up. <laughs> was this was this released three years ago? Oh my god, it's almost four years since COVID. Don't. Oh, that's horrible. I don't want to think about that. Let's not have an existential crisis halfway through the podcast. Oh, okay. Let's not, let's not even think about that. Let's just move on to the song. <laughs> So I've instead of going for all nineteen songs, I've put down my personal standouts. Okay. Okay. Um. So that's the first one, introvert. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um. As well as woman, standing mm-hmm. ovation, I see you, and pointing kill. Those are my personal favorites of the album. Um. The others are also really good. Mm-hmm. Um. I really like um, how did you get here and misunderstood as well, which are the last two songs. I like. The rapper that came to tea, even That's though it's really an interlude, I had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah. Um, and the the first one, introvert. Yeah, introvert. Introvert yeah. is a very, very unorthodox type of start to an album. Yeah. Especially a rap album that's like just like it's so like grandiose and so like it has just such a yeah. I mean, it's orchestral. Yeah, it's 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 so like announces its like yeah epicness right from the start, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really interesting, and also just like obviously as a contrast to like the idea of like being introverted and obviously having the music be so like loud and like in yeah. in your face. Um, but I feel like that a lot of that kind of applies to what our, our larger conversation on it. So I think it's interesting to talk about songs like woman and i see you which are probably my two favorites mm-hmm. which slow things down a lot more and are very much my type of music 
where it feels very like um relaxed but also like there's very interesting stuff going on. yeah well i said i think last night when we were listening to it like it weirdly reminded me of kali uchis yeah i obviously in style of like lyricism and like all of that is incredibly different yeah. but i get what you mean in terms of like the sound and it's yeah. sounding very like um I, I feel like the word I always want to go for is, like, floaty. But, like, I don't know. Like, it feels very, like, um, chill and relaxing. Yeah, and I guess... I mean, I, do, I know nothing about Kali Uchis, but maybe it's because they're drawing upon similar musical influences in that respect. Like, yeah. we know Little Sims has a really broad kind of yeah. musical musical genres yeah. that she draws from, so... Well, Kali Uchis <laughs> has a lot of like jazzy influences yeah. and there's a lot of jazzy influences mm-hmm. in Little Sims' music too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, I See You might be the best song on the album. I yeah. just think it's so, like it's such a gorgeous love song. It so like understands like the idea of like, look what, what you want in a person and like, um, I, just, I love Cleo Soul's feature on that one. I think her voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the, the voice that you thought kind of sounded a little bit like Kali Uchis. <laughs> but um obviously um like it's not but like it, i get what you mean it sounds kind of, like it's a similar like vocal tone yeah um but yeah like i i think there's a lot of like standout songs in this which which also leads me to my point of like little sims is a very acclaimed artist and she yeah. has a strong set of fans and she keeps growing in name yeah but she's not an and this is, you know, she's released five albums at this point. She released an album last last year mm-hmm. or the year before um, called No Thank You, which is also very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's never reached the kind of mainstream level that some other rappers have. No, has she made it to the States yet? Or is she still a very British artist? She's um, one of... Uh, I know that Kendrick Lamar loves her. Yeah. Um, but it might be one of those situations there are certain artists that are acclaimed and very popular among like popular artists Mm -hmm. but that aren't popular themselves I think of like King Cruel who's Mm -hmm. like loved by like Frank Ocean and people like that but like isn't super popular Mm -hmm. like there's certain artists that will always be like in a certain niche despite being considered at the same level or loved yeah. by like the same people who are popular themselves yeah uh, not to say that she isn't she is very popular oh, but yeah, like not sure. star stratospheric stratos- oh, I can't even say the word you know she's not like yeah. global superstar level no. which I think she should be at yeah um, I I mean I was almost quite surprised it's almost like she's sounds weird but she's almost like too good you know well this is the thing <laughs> I've got a quote about this from The Guardian in uh-huh. their review of the album they said, it is, if anything, too voraciously creative, clever, and cool to have general appeal. Yeah. And then they said, it is notice, notice, notably non-synthetic and twitchingly alive with Sims' vocal presence so intense and distinctive, it is able to withstand all manner of genre fickleness. Mm-hmm. So I think that her music is almost, like, too much for the... And I don't mean to, like, be the type of person who, like, is, like, you know general people don't like pretentious like general people Mm -hmm. don't have taste or like some shit like that but i do think there's a certain level of like things that have a general appeal have to have like a certain level of like they can't go too far with certain things they can't straight i I think thinking about this album it's not 
a radio no, playable album. Like you can't pick a song off this and just be like, gonna pop that on yeah. Radio One. Yeah. Um, so I think that might also kind of add to it. It almost weirdly reminds me of like Wise Blood in the fact that yeah. like she her music has, is not easily like yeah like yeah. no one's really heard of Wise Blood but the people who've heard of Wise Blood like they're like adore her yeah, yeah. I know Wise like Blood. <laughs> yeah exactly but like I I think but that's what draws me to her mm-hmm. like I love that type of music that really tries something new and really yeah. like goes for it and I think it's an interesting conversation to have over like what at what point like what where 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 do you as an artist decide to draw the line because i think little sims very clearly wants to just express herself and i think that's a good part Mm -hmm. big part of this album is her essentially saying this is who i am Mm -hmm. i'm in these circles but i'm not the type of extroverted or like yeah personality that that a lot of these other people are um which I understand to a lot because if, if I was ever lucky enough to get to that kind of level, I would definitely not be the type of person that that was like extroverted in any way. No. So like I completely relate to like so much of the ideas of this album. Like I don't know, it's 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 interesting. Like, um, just having those conversations about like like I love Taylor Swift, but like there are aspects of her music that specifically have a general appeal. Yeah. It's radio playable. Um, no, it's extremely radio playable. Extremely radio playable. Anyone um, who existed in 2014. No, exactly. Like, <laughs> but then there's aspects of that kind of. So I, it's not like I think it's a bad thing to be like appealing to a general audience. No. But I do think it can be like, uh, where it, my mind does immediately go to like you know, like the certain types of artists who are like very. Like your mum will play them on the <laughs> or, or when when you know when she's doing going for buying groceries or something you know like mm-hmm. the type of like supermarket music or whatever. yeah yeah um, and I'm like this doesn't appeal to me no. <laughs> um, and I think whereas this is like exactly what I like from artists where yeah. I feel like everything coming out is mm-hmm. authentically again their own vision yeah um, and this was something I respect so much about this album um, so. I wanted to overall get your thoughts. What would you like overall like to say? Yeah, I mean, I'm never going to pretend that I'm not going to be like, oh my God, rap music. So my thing now. Um, (laughs) But I did really enjoy the album and like spending time because I'd heard it before. Like you've played it in the flat when I've been around. Like I've heard the songs. Yeah. I know what her music sounded like, but getting like some time to like sit with it a little bit, listen to it. I mean, I don't think I spent enough time with it where I like could pick out all the key themes that yeah. the album explores um, but I did really enjoy especially the orchestral bits and I think it is very interesting and I can appreciate it for like an incredible piece of art even if it's not something I'll probably put on when I'm on mm. my way to campus on the tube or something um, Yeah. but I'm glad I spent some time with it because I think personally I find myself getting into almost like a little musical bubble where I just listened to the same kind of thing over and over again and it was nice to listen to something really different and challenge myself a little yeah. bit in that way no I, I completely understand that because like I get into those same I get into those bubbles with specific genres too mm. like I get into like something that is literally part like if I'm honest it was part of why I didn't listen to Mitski yeah because I was like I I know I almost knew I was gonna like it yeah in a certain way but I was also like well, I already like Wise Blood, and I already like this artist. Yeah. I already like whatever. 
I don't almost like don't need to get into it. But then once I did, I was like, oh god, damn it! Why did why was I not listening to this before? Yeah. Um, or even if it's something where I'm like, it doesn't fully a hundred percent do it for me, but I can totally respect it. Mm-hmm. That for me is like it's it's always good to like broaden your horizons in that mm-hmm. way of like like art in general. So like I'm like I it, while rap music is has never been like my favorite mm-hmm. genre. It's always something that I like to like listen to because like, there are artists that I really like that are putting out music that I really yeah, enjoy exactly. um, and I also think that she deserves the spotlight, spotlight quite frankly like when I was thinking of albums to pick to like talk about rap music in general I considered like the obvious choices like To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar or like there, there, there were other choices that I could have gone with but I think ultimately I thought not only is this a good entry point but also someone who does, quite frankly deserves to be talked about in the same breath yeah, I um, think so. The thing I hope that comes out of this podcast, I know he's going to be listening, so he, he better listen. I hope my dad goes and listens to this album because I think he'll enjoy it. Yeah. And I think he'll enjoy it more than I do because yeah. he's actually very, um, uh, like, out there with his music taste sometimes. Yeah. So he keeps trying to get me to listen to this person who's, like, so not... Yeah. I can't even remember her name anymore. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he'll enjoy this. So yeah. if you're listening, listen to this album. Yeah. Well, um... So I guess we can move into the ranking phase. Yeah. Um, so this is an interesting one because obviously one of the things with music is that I feel like out of all so many art forms, it's so subjective to yes. a certain level. Like it, it's an even beyond like, like uh, I feel like people have such strong reactions to music, even if they like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interesting to see like, not, not just like, like divorced from just how like you appreciate it or whatever just where would you put it in terms of like enjoyment okay so obviously we've got avatar at the top it's not better than avatar it's not better than avatar for me either i i'm looking at our legend of zelda spot and how high we put it and thinking we should put it a little lower i won't lie i disagree i think zelda's fantastic i think it is great i think it's a near perfect video game okay can i look at the list yeah i i would put it I think maybe it's also my own biases where I see the Anthropocene reviewed and goes so low and I'm like, they should be higher. Um. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with... I think it goes above Visions for me. Let me see. So I think it's below Avatar and Breath of the Wild, so I'm putting it at number three for me. Below Visions. I think it's above Visions. I love, above Visions. I love Visions, but I can't not... I can't divorce it from the fact that season one I think is solid but not incredible yeah so I can't if I was only looking at season two okay but I don't I don't think that that's fair I think I have to take the whole show as yeah. a whole I feel like we should do maybe this is an idea I'm going to propose on on podcast live we yeah. could do a little every 20 episodes or something or every 15 episodes a little 15 minute episode closing ranks where mm. if we have an opinion about things we should change, we argue about other ranking boards. That's interesting, do a little mini episode. Yeah, because I, I have, so, so I think I would put it where Visions is, but yeah. I'd move Visions below the Anthropocene reviewed. I... But I'm not going to say that, I'm going to well, say... Well, well, let, let's for now put I think the album somewhere and then think later if we want to move other ones. I think above visions i agree yeah okay so we're putting out number three yeah okay cool great so what am i doing 
So, I don't know why I said that. So I deep. feel like you might not be too surprised by this because you've kind of already been doing it a little bit. Oh, okay. Because, um, so a few weeks ago, when we, a few, I say like two weeks ago, when we watched The Holdovers, Ollie was like, oh, I want to listen to more music like The Holdovers. And I was like, my time has been waiting. Yeah. Um, but rather than do what we did this week, which would be to pick an album and really delve in depth with it, mm-hmm. I don't think that it would be kind of, if you want to listen to music, some of the holdovers, I don't think albums in that time were quite the kind of package, mm. in-depth package that you can explore that yeah. sometimes it might be interface. So what you're going to be doing is that list of albums I sent to you, Yeah. You're going to be listening to them throughout the whole week. <laughs> oh, so the whole... Bunch. Yeah, basically okay. it's, it's like late 60s, early 70s folk as a genre, okay. as a vibe. Well, it's interesting. I had a I had a very light basis in it before. Yeah. Um, and obviously I listened to Dylan a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think this, the soundtrack for the whole thing was just incredible. Yeah. Um, and I always wanted to get more into that type of music. So mm-hmm. this is definitely something, this is definitely falls into the category of you haven't done it yet, but you're going to love yeah. it. I'll send you, I'll, <laughs> I'm going to send you a proper list of what yeah. to listen to. But it for, for our audience, it's going to be things like Nick Drake. It's yes. going to be Joan Baez. We are going to sit and listen to Blue by Joni Mitchell. I was going to say, I do want to listen to um, And um, some Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Yeah in the various forms that they take both separately and together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. Exciting. We're having a very musical little... I know, little I know. Moment. When you said, because I had this in mind of yeah. what I wanted to do, because I, I thought it would actually be a good one for the podcast. And when you did a music one last week, I was like, it's going to be a double one. It's yeah. going to be a double one. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for today. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll, we'll obviously be back next week. Of course, um, as always. And I guess we'll start considering if we're going to do those mini episodes. Yeah, we can think about that. I think maybe like 15 to 20, maybe 20 will be too much. But maybe like, like 10, 15 minutes. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Do our little plogs. A, little plog, a plog. Is it plog? That's a podcast video because it's like vlog plog. Oh, does it have to be a video? No, 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 no. The, the, the plog, <laughs> the, the plog was the moving about one. Right. No, but I was saying like we could do a version of that. Oh yeah, we'll think about plogs. No, plog because it's like, it's, you know, vlog. You yeah, I know, I know, I know. But it's pod- podcast. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't figure that yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not on video. We're not going to film ourselves. Go to. The, I'm not going to do a plug in the National Archives. So many people would scream at us. But you could just have, like, voice notes out and just, like, pretend you're talking. You can't really talk that much in the reading room. It'd be like... So, oh, oh, ASMR episode. <laughs> ASMR in the National Archives. No, um, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we respect the institution. We, we respect the National Archives, and I also don't want to be shouted at by an uh, archivist or researcher. <laughs> yeah. Because um, they're scary. So. Um, okay, well, anyway. Um, See everyone next week. Listen more and yeah. rate, rate all the episodes. Things. Send us questions, Bre- all the above. Mm-hmm. Listen to the little track that I put at the end every time of you saying all this shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we end up saying it twice now, but the thing afterwards says you can never say all of our emails and Instagram. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll we should shut up. Week. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'd really appreciate it if you could share this podcast around. So do send it to your friends and your family and your dog and. Of-
course you goldfish um, and of course rate it five stars and tell all of them to do that too you can find us on instagram threads and tiktok at you'll hate this pod twitter or x whatever people are calling it nowadays at you'll hate this underscore and also on youtube send us your questions and any business inquiries to i think you'll hate this pod at gmail.com and of course listen to the next episode on spotify or apple Podcasts, whichever you fancy links for everything's in the description down below just a reminder that this podcast was hosted by Sadie Mansfield and Ollie Vigny and made possible thanks to the help and studio of KCR Radio. The theme was also produced by Sadie and Ollie. And finally, a big thanks to Lex Robertson for doing the art for the cover. And you can find him at Lex Robertson Art on Instagram. <laughs>